Does the day you were born impact whether you're a great leader? Can astrology unlock the pathway to leadership success? Hi, I'm Josephine Corcoran, holistic career coach and astrologer, and my podcast, Astrology for Leaders, Aligning Your Career to Your Purpose, is where we'll find out. I've been an executive coach for over 20 years, facilitating and training leaders to achieve professional and personal goals and practicing astrology for the last 15 years. I also appreciate the profound impact of connecting leaders to their unique astrological blueprint to give them access to their leadership abilities around governing, strategy, communication, relating, driving and empathy. Over the coming weeks, I'll be interviewing leaders using their birth chart as a lens to explore how they've harnessed their strengths, overcome challenges and found meaning in their work. My desire in sharing these accomplished leaders' stories is to demonstrate the extraordinary benefit of understanding your unique astrological blueprint to enable you to work in a way that is equally impactful and fulfilling, and to learn a few interesting facts along the way. Welcome everybody to Astrology for Leaders. Today, I'm really excited to be introducing you to a very special guest. We met a few weeks ago on a virtual dating experience <laughs> where we were both attending uh, an event about podcasting and speaking. And I was really taken by my guest's energy and vibrancy and her backstory, so much so that we decided it was a good idea to have a conversation and record it and use the lens of astrology to understand her a bit better. Uh, my guest today is Claire Elizabeth D, and she's a performance artist, speaker and writer but she is so much more than that. So I'm going to get Claire Elizabeth to introduce herself and talk a tiny bit about what she's been doing and how she's come to be doing what she's doing today. Thank you so much, Josephine, for having me. This just feels like such a special occasion because I haven't actually had my chart read <laughs> and I'm just so excited to dive into this podcast. I feel like it's very, very different to all the other podcast interviews that I've done. So I first just wanted to say thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this opportunity and it was great to actually meet you at a speed dating event. And uh, yes, that's business speed dan speed dating <laughs> it wasn't romantically uh it, it wasn't a romantic connection but uh, I'm, I'm very yeah I'm very honored to be uh invited as a guest uh on your podcast and uh, fabulous yeah I think we're gonna have a great conversation so for for the listeners would you be could you give a bit of a background teaser if you like into what you're doing at the moment but a bit of the backstory about how you got into doing what you're doing and yes, where so you're based, because I think the fact that you're in Melbourne and what you've been through this year is an important part of the story. Yes, definitely. So we've just come out of lockdown here in Melbourne. So finally breaking free. And I think that's really quite ironic because that is literally my story is learning how to actually fly free and actually embrace my authentic self. So a little bit of a backstory is that I popped out of the womb uh, wanting to be a dancer and everything was about wanting to be on a stage and wanting to be on TV and 
wanting to be famous and, you know, all those little girl dreams that you have with the hairbrush and singing in the bedroom. And uh, when I was eight, uh, my dad came home and uh, the energy in the house totally shifted and I knew that this was a life-defying moment. And my dad uh, shared that he had just been retrenched. And uh, little eight-year-old Claire was uh, not really wondering about her poor dad. She was wondering about her dance classes and whether they could still afford her dance classes. And uh, her mum did share with her that they could no longer afford for her to be doing so many dance classes. So that is when my inner entrepreneur was born. <laughs> mm. And uh, I was down the street, my local shopping centre in Ivanhoe, and I saw this little boy and he was playing the violin and people were doing this amazing thing. They were throwing him money. <laughs> and I was like, he's making money playing an instrument. I know how to play the recorder. I've been learning hot cross buns at school. <laughs> and so I then got out the green ice cream bucket that I usually used if I was car sick, put it out with a little <laughs> sign saying I'm busking to pay for my dance classes. And for the next six to eight years, I was busking at my local shopping centre, paying for my dance classes, paying for my school fees. And then when I got to about 16, I realised I wasn't so cute anymore with my little pigtails, with my little recorder busking to pay for my dance classes. So that was when I actually realised that maybe I needed to actually start a proper business to actually fund my life. And so when I was 16, I actually opened up my very first business and that was called the Victorian Dance Studio. And of course, of course, at 16, you're just like, I'm going to have a business called the Victorian Dance Studio. No one else has that name. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was, I guess, my really first big step into entrepreneurship. Can I just get you to pause? Don't lose that thought. But it's a really, I think it's a really great moment to just let the, the listeners know that that you were born with the sun in the sign of Taurus. Now, Taurus rules all things sensual, engaging all of the senses, like really embodying in a very physical sense the essence of life. And it also rules beauty and that, you know, that gorgeous love of, of music, the love of food, the love of anything that really, you know, um, feeds the soul, if you like. And it's also very much connected to money and making money, yeah? Slowly over time, we're figuring out a game plan of how we're going to make money. But in your case, the sun happens to be located in the fifth house, which is all about creativity and self-expression and having fun and really making sure that you um, almost like have a little, have a, have a space where you can be on your own stage and can be sharing your gifts with the world. So... I think that talks really, the version of your life till now really talks beautifully as a starting point to that sun hanging out there in the fifth house. <laughs> so bring on the dance that. studio, yeah. Bring on the dance studio. and But as it actually happened, uh, with having this really successful dance studio, and I, I mean, I loved teaching the kids and we created such a community. It felt like such a family, but really it was a way that I was actually masking me doing what I really wanted to do. 
And what I really wanted to do was be a performer. I didn't actually really want to be a teacher. I wanted to be a performer. And I guess if I go back then to another big part of my story is uh, I was born with Poland syndrome. So that means that my left-hand side of my body is smaller than the right. I was born without my left pec. So my left breast never developed. Mm. And I was so ashamed that I didn't tell a soul. And mm. even though I had a muscle transplant when I was 15 and I got this boob expander and this sexy needle and I got to pump up my boob whenever my right-hand side got bigger, I got to pump up the left-hand side. And now, at, you know, at the age of 21, like I had these beautiful, amazing breasts, <laughs> I still was so ashamed and I didn't want anyone to know that I was the one boob monster, which was the story that I had in my mind. And even though I didn't look like that anymore, my mindset hadn't shifted. I still felt imperfect. And so with that and having the dance school and helping everyone else have their dream, mm. it was a great way for me to mask having mine. And mm. I actually kept this secret for the first 28 years of my life. I was in a relationship, Josephine, for four years and we never talked about it. It was the elephant in the room. And so if you can imagine, you know, your romantic life and not actually telling the truth to your partner and wanting to hide what was really going on for you. And so that really then unveiled my next part of my entrepreneurial journey which was actually learning the Meisner acting technique and uh, the Meisner acting technique was all about learning how to be authentic and I thought acting was all about being a character but no acting is actually learning how to find all the authentic parts within you and then integrate them together to create a character mm. and as I've also learned that it's actually in life about actually embracing all these different parts of ourselves and as an entrepreneur, bringing them all together, which then leads me now more to, I guess, the latter part of my journey. Six years ago, I launched a book, The One Breast Goddess, Transforming Shame into Beauty. Mm. And I remember a speaking gig that I did and it was my very first ever, you know, salon stage gig and I shared my story for the very first time on stage. And at this point, not one person had, that I had met had ever had Poland syndrome. I had never met anyone else with what I had. And at the end of this event, this woman came and, you know, took me to the corner and whispered, I've got Poland syndrome too. And I've never told a soul. And in that moment, that was when... I knew what my calling was. My calling was to share my story and to help others transform their shame into beauty. And so through writing my book, at my book launch, I did the first version of my one woman show. And that is now what I'm actually doing in the world is that I actually tour around Australia with this show that's called The Spiritual Love Guru. And it's with my character, Crystal Indigo Light, who's a spiritual hippie. And she knows a lot about astrology. Claire knows nothing, but Crystal knows a lot about astrology. 
And then I have another character, Ruby Red, who has a song called Devil Woman. So she brings all the dark and the shadow. And yeah, with Corona, my tour got cancelled. Mm. And so I had to pivot my business online. And so I created an online dating show. So not the same dating event that we <laughs> met on, <laughs> but I created this show for singles creative entrepreneurs men and women to actually meet each other online and I did that through a like transformational theatrical online spectacular and uh so that's been my adventures during corona was creating that show and now that hopefully the borders are going to be opening very very soon I'll be able to actually come to Sydney hopefully in February and then I'm going to continue my tour around Australia and I'm just so excited to be able to continue to share my story and share my songs that I've written and my comedy skits and I get to just bring all parts of who I am to the stage and there's nothing I love more. And, and look, I think that's a really beautiful point that there are so many parts to you as there are so many parts to all of us, so many different archetypes living within us, which is why, one of the reasons I was really excited to have a conversation with you and to, to dig into a few of those little archetypes that sit within you and sit beneath the surface because you have a very rich background where... Um, performance and sharing and communicating and being creative and using your imagination are very strong threads that have really driven you in your in your career and it's not been enough it's it's um you've also found a way not just to do it for the love but to make a living out of it and to recognize that this gift that you've got is something that can be shared and be contribute to society and help others heal as well along the way, which is um, which is really something I love talking to people about that 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 element of that passion for for really helping others heal, whether it's through a service, whether it's really obvious, or whether it's giving people a product that helps them feel better about themselves, however that looks. So, I'm going to ask a little bit more about those signatures. But I would also, before we do that, I would love to um, just start with your perspective on why you think it's really important for everybody to be stepping into their leadership qualities today. Mm. That's such a beautiful question. I think that we are here all to follow a calling and when we actually do the things that we love and we actually align our life uh, with our values then god spirit the universe whatever your name is i think starts to talk to you in a really potent way of how you can actually share your gifts with the world in a way to be of service And so for me, leadership is about integrating all parts of who you are, like really embracing your gifts and also looking at your shadows and then embracing them together to be of service. For me, leadership is about co-creation. It's about collaborating with others. For me, 
it's not about one person on the stage being the leader and everyone else being the audience. And that's what I love about my one woman show is that because it's a one woman show, it could sound like, well, I'm the star on the stage and the audience is there and applauding. And it's kind of got that like guru complex. But that isn't what my show is. It's a very co-creation with the audience. Every single time it's a different show because the audience is different and there's a different energy and we co-create that together. And during my show, I get people actually up on the stage to actually share about their passions. And I love helping people uh, find, find soulmates and whether that's in business or with love. Like I love creating community and I feel like, that for me is leadership, is actually bringing community together so we can co-create with our own individual gifts. Like, for example, I'm not very good in the kitchen. <laughs> like, <laughs> I suck in the kitchen, although during corona I've learned how to make a really great sugar-free, flour-free cupcake. But uh, your followers, so your audience could definitely contact me about that recipe. It's is there I anything in them? <laughs> uh, there's raspberries there's banana there's cacao there's some really good stuff mm, they taste really good, good. <laughs> um but in general I don't rock in the kitchen but there are other people who are genuinely called to the kitchen and their gifts are in the kitchen and so for example that mother archetype that loves looking after their children and loves being in the kitchen that's them in their leadership that's them being a leader now, for me, I don't have children. I don't know whether I'm going to have children. And as I said, I don't really rock the kitchen, but that's because I'm called to my piano. I'm, that's where I feel God is when I'm actually sitting at my piano and singing and when I'm speaking on stages. And so for me, it is so important for us to all be listening to our true calling, the things we really love to do and serving with those and not feeling ashamed that your form of leadership is different to someone else's. In fact, quite the contrary. Mm. Celebrating the uniqueness of that and that you've got okay. your own unique little imprint to, to put out into the world. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. So... <clears throat> Some of the other things, it's impossible for me to ignore a couple of things that are going on within your chart. And from, from a, um, the perspective of key signatures in the chart, we always look firstly to the sun, which represents your sovereign. And as I was saying before, your sun is in Taurus and Taurus is ruled by Venus. So it's all about beauty and money um, and, 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 and self-worth as well is, is situated very much within that Taurian piece, but being practical about what it is that you do to put to, to make money. You've got your ascendant, which is the part of your chart that reflects the mask that you wear, which is almost the first experience that people have when they meet you. And in your case, the ascendant is in fire sign Sagittarius and Sagittarius is adventurous it likes to constantly be out there seeking new knowledge whether it's through travel or whether it's through formally constantly learning and and also connecting in with mentors and people that are older that are wiser that you can learn from so there is a strong signature there for you around this need for adventure and this need to be able to 
travel and to be able to constantly learn. But the other thing that's coming through quite strongly here is that you've got Neptune, which is the planet that is connected to that strong sense of spirituality, that strong sense of um, rich imagination <clears throat> and very uh, finely tuned intuition sits right on your ascendant. And so that brings to a very strong quality of a couple of things. It can be very strongly connected to film and television, <clears throat> like creating that sphere or that sense of another reality. But it can also be about your passion for sharing your beliefs that are spiritually oriented beliefs, but also doing creative work where you get to share what you believe in. And guess what you do? <laughs> you do just that in your, in your shows. So I'm keen to understand whether this concept of having um, really strong beliefs and this strong need for adventure, when you first connected into those two elements of yourself and the need to be able to engage those in your career. Well, I'm definitely a lover of variety. So for me, the adventure has been definitely being a student of life and being a student of the arts and being a student of business. I've had many, many mentors. I am a personal development junkie. I have done every single course out there. I've done every business course out there. And for me, that's the adventure. As a student, where's the next place I can go to learn? So mm. for example, I went to London and I went there for, a th for three weeks to do a course, to do a Meisner acting course. And then it was so much fun and it was so profound what I was learning. I then stayed there for six months. And once I'd actually learned everything I needed to learn, I came back to Melbourne and then I shared it with others. And I feel like my adventure is doing a variety, doing a variety of things and then bringing them back to my community. I always feel this draw to come back and share whatever I learned. So over the last three years, that has a lot been around money and teaching people money yoga principles because as a creative and as an artist, even though I was great in business and I could make money easily in business, I had no personal money management skills. And I definitely know through people have told me through astrology and numerology and cards and different things um, that I was always here to learn about money. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like for me, I've learned from the shadows of money where I've been gluttonous and greedy and not in alignment. And then in ways where I've been extremely giving. And so what I've been doing over the last three years is really learning about having a healthy, loving, sexy relationship with money and helping other people to do that through uh, money yoga practices that I created. And, and so why I bring that up is that, I mean, if you would ask me four years ago whether I was going to be running workshops on money, I would have just laughed because I was teaching public speaking at that time and I was teaching acting. And for me, the adventure is always wherever God or spirit guides me, I go and I be a student and then I return back to my community and I share it with them. And that for me is the adventure. 
but I'm also just really, really called to travel, for example, with my show, with my workshops, with my retreats mm. and meet lots of people. Everyone is always like to me, how do you know so many people? And it's because I just love connecting with people and I love connecting with people that are interested in spirituality, in personal development, in expression. And yeah, so that's my huge passion is traveling around being a student of life and getting to meet others along the way. Oh, well, I think that's a really beautiful um, example of how that that signature plays out. And interestingly enough, if we take it another layer, because there's so many layers within astrology, and I don't like to bombard listeners with all this astro speak, (laughs) but I do want to just say this, that the ruling planet of Sagittarius is Jupiter. And in your case, Jupiter is located in the 11th house of groups and communities. And because your Jupiter happens to be in Scorpio, there is this desire, if you like, to be able to share your knowledge in a way that helps groups transform. Because Scorpio is all about the transformation process on an emotional, in an emotional way. And um, digging down and getting to the truth of the matter and getting to the heart of the matter and, and enabling people to kind of shift and then create new fertile territory to plant seeds and to grow anew so I think yeah that, that's such a it's it's so amazing I can kind of and also the other thing is too that Sagittarius is a mutable sign which means that <clears throat> once it's finished one thing it's ready for the next and then it's ready for the next and it's ready for the next it's not so fixed in its nature it loves that kind of that whole curious let's get on and, and um, let's see what else is there what other fire can I get going in my body and, and share the knowledge with Something else I think that plays, that kind of talks to what you were saying earlier um, about your childhood. And if you allow me to just to to lean into this a little, you've got three planets in Taurus. So we know that you've got the sun in Taurus, but you've also got Mercury, which rules communication and it rules the mind, it rules how you think that's located in Taurus. And that is right next to Chiron, which isn't a planet, but it's a part of the sky that we look at to understand our wounds it's to help us under it's called the wounded healer and it's to help us understand the wounds that we've had and how we heal ourselves through that how we can then help others heal theirs so because you've got mercury and chiron closely aligned with one another it does suggest that when you were young there was some kind of wound that came up around your belief in um, your ability to be able to learn but also potentially um, impact, there was an impact there that affected your ability to be able to communicate clearly. And like you were saying earlier, there was this sense of this um, secret that was going on for you on a very personal level with your body, with the physiology that you didn't want to talk about. And then over time, what's happened is you've found a way to really use that wound to realize your ability to express yourself, to be vulnerable, to realize the magic of what happens when you share the most vulnerable part of yourself. And that's located in the sixth house, which is about daily work and a routine and and showing up and, and using that to make a living. So how does that concept of being healing your own wound, if you like, and then leaning into that to support or inform what you do to to really have more compassion for others and have a sense of wanting to be there for others. Does that that play a role in the work that you do? 
Yeah, well, my book uh, subtitle is called Transforming Shame into Beauty. And mm. so I feel like going through a life of hiding the truth of who I was. I mean, as a kid, as a really small child, that didn't, that wasn't true until I was 13 when I actually started developing one breast. So that wound didn't really come until my teenage years. Before that, it was definitely my relationship with my father. He really, really struggled to use his voice. He didn't have a dad and so didn't feel like he knew how to be a dad and didn't really, even though he never left, like my mum and dad are still together and they're happily married, he kind of gave the parent job to my mum mm. and sort of said, well, you'll do the parenting and I'll sit by and watch the TV. And he just couldn't really communicate how he felt. And I felt like my whole childhood was trying to get his attention and trying to get him to communicate with me. And so it definitely feels like I can really understand when creatives and artists and entrepreneurs, they come to me and they're like, oh, I just really want to be seen but I just don't know if I can give myself permission to be seen. And I understand that because my dad's also epileptic. Mm. And so he's really scared of being seen and also didn't have a father figure, had no brothers or sisters to really uh, identify with and is really a lone wolf. And so I also just feel really closely connected to only children or people that feel really alone. Um, I feel like my creativity, my dancing, my singing, uh, workshop facilitation came from my imagination as an early child because I was so alone mm. and I didn't have brothers and sisters to play with. My dad didn't play with me and my mum worked a lot. And so I had to make up this whole imaginary world. And then when the breast thing happened, and then it was really like, I don't actually want you to physically see me. I don't actually want you to see my body and what's really happening. Uh, there was just so much shame. And that was the thing when I wrote my book, why I made it about transforming shame, because having Poland syndrome is rare. There's mm. a very small amount of people in the world with it, which is why I felt like such a freak. However, everyone can identify with shame. Everyone can identify with being ashamed about a part of who they are, whether they're homosexual, whether they've been raped, uh, you know, whether it's just they've got big thighs, maybe their ears didn't get to be pinned back, whatever it could be. Everyone has a shame that they don't necessarily want to talk about. Mm. And uh, so I find that, you know, I always attract in people that perhaps have a secret that they really want to be able to share or they've got a really deep message that they've been able to share but they're really scared to amplify it. They're really scared for the world to really see. They're really scared to either finally publish the book or do that TED Talk or whatever that thing is. So I feel like with clients that I work with, that's how I can compassionately relate to them mm. is that even though I'm so expressive and I feel so connected to God on a stage and I feel I just feel so much joy 
I also, I get so much stage fright and also so much perfectionism mm. and <clears throat> just a real fear of being seen and criticised. Like I'm still today, you know, so scared of, you know, being torn down and pretty much being laughed at because my biggest fear that people would find out I was a one boob monster and just laugh at me. Mm. And so... I can relate to a lot of people's, uh, I guess, deep core story that they want to share with the world. And I can hold it in a really compassionate space because I understand. And I also know the transformation that I've had and that my clients have had by actually sharing their story with the world. Mm. So I feel very passionate about helping other people to get their message out there. Oh, that's so beautiful. And look, we could talk for hours. I'm just going to make one more point about your chart that I want to, that I think talks nicely to what you were just saying. Um, And that is that you've got your moon, which represents what your needs are in the world, the sorts of things you need around you to feel, to, to enable you to then embody fully your gifts and put yourself out into the world. So it's like what you need to bring within in order to fully give out to the world. And your moon is in the sign of cancer. And cancer is the water sign. It's cardinal in nature. It's extremely nurturing. It's very oriented around that concept of um, making others feel safe. It's important home or the essence of home, not necessarily having a home in one spot, but creating a home wherever you go and create that concept of family, whether that family is literally genetic or whether that family is created through a very important group of friends. But that is really important to you to feel safe. And obviously with cancer, well, not obviously, but cancers often have a very strong sense of (laughs) humour. And that is part of them making, creating a very warm environment that's inviting for others to come in so you can wrap your arms around them and make them feel safe and that they can go out and do things in the world. So there's a strong quality there from you wanting to really create special environments that people feel safe in, that there's an element of you can nurture them. You're like, you're making sure everything's going to go well for them. And that really um, connects in strongly to that compassionate component in your chart. And also it connects into your ability because your Venus is in Venus, which rules um, your desire to connect with others. And also that concept of beauty, the moon is talking beautifully to, to, to Venus in your chart and that creative component. So you're able to, it's, it's almost like those three parts of your chart are what you use to create your shows and to create your workshops where there's this blend of deep compassion and wanting to to help people lean into that part of themselves where they feel perhaps vulnerable or shameful in some way but then creating this safe space through humor and that'll allow them to transform and also using their imagination uh, using imagination with with acting and environments to to bring all of that together so I just think the way you're executing um, on leaning into those abilities to create what you're creating is just so special. And so uh, I think just to give people an experience where they can embody that rather than just sit on a couch and talk to somebody about it, there's something in that. So 
love your thoughts on, I suppose it just came up from within you to, to, to do the work that you do the way that you do. Uh, and it sounds like it's been an evolution that's been one step at a time versus a specific plan. But when did you know that you really, or when did you realise you loved creating these safe spaces? I would nurturing. definitely say as a child, yeah. like, I mean, just straight away as a child, I was imagining the workshops that I was running. I was imagining the shows. Every single person that came over, I would sit them down and they would get a one-woman show. When I went to the hairdressers, I would sit everyone around at the hairdressers and instead of them reading the magazines, they would watch my one-woman show. Down in the supermarket, I would be performing down the aisles and including everyone you know, also just do the chocolate biscuits, you know, they're being part of the show. And I mean, you're totally correct. I mean, at the moment, I'm creating a woman's retreat. And mm. I'm just keeping on asking myself about that, that question, how can I create a really amazing environment where they feel safe to be themselves, somewhere where they can have fun, uh, a space where they can actually have connections with other women and, yeah, just have permission to be fully, fully themselves. And so I think I've just always done that. So from imaginary circumstances as a child to having the dance school to then I had an acting school for six years as well. And so I was always creating interview performances. So it was always about how can I create you know, a beautiful set, a beautiful design, beautiful costumes. And then now in the last four years, it's been around public speaking workshops, money workshops, but not just your everyday workshop. Like when someone comes into a workshop, I'm singing a song. It's like a rock concert when you come to my workshops. And so I always ask myself, how can I bring more of myself to the party so that they can bring more of themselves mm. to the party. Mm. And, yeah, I just love doing that, whether that's a workshop, a retreat or a show, to be able to create that feeling of community and connection and authentic expression. Mm. That's definitely my passion. Beautiful. Love it. So love it. All right. So I would love for you to, just based on our conversations that we've had today and, uh the conversations that you've perhaps heard a bit about before, what do you think, how do you think that um, astrology as one of many tools, but astrology in its own right, how do you think it can help potentially help people unlock the pathway to leadership success? <sighs> well, I, you know, to be totally transparent, I don't know that much about astrology. This is the first time that, I'm having this kind of reading. Uh, but already I feel like from this, it gives you more permission to be yourself. And so for me, any kind of technology that is going to help you to embody different archetypes and going to give you permission to be able to share your voice and your story with the world, I feel like whether, yeah, it's, it's numerology, astrology, tarot, human design, whatever it is, if you find, I think, a mentor like yourself, Josephine, that you resonate with and then the technology that you use, which in this case is astrology, 
uh, I feel like that can be just this beautiful blend for people to give themselves permission to fully step into leadership. Because mm-hmm. I see your technology with astrology sort of similar to me when I was teaching the Meissner acting techniques. So it was a specific technology. And there'll be someone else around the corner that was teaching Meissner as well. But it's also about the person. And so what I love and why I feel like being called to this podcast and being called to have you read my astrology is yes, the technology is great, but I think it's also because of you and your essence and every life experience that you've had has drawn you to this and you being passionate about this. Mm. And so, yes, I believe that astrology is a great tool, but Josephine, I think that you, who you are, is an amazing asset to anyone that gets to work with you, anyone that gets to be in your sphere, anyone that gets to listen to your podcast, because I'm sure that other people could read astrology readings or they could get astrology from other people, but people that are attracted into listening to this podcast, it's also because of you and your unique soul. Oh my goodness. That's what I think. I think astrology is great, but I think one step that's even better is you, who you are and everything that you lived. I feel like you have so much value to give, like not only on this podcast, but to your clients and to your friends and family. And so that's what I'm the biggest advocate for is you. I'm still very early to the astrology game. So I don't know if I really can, you know, be the biggest evangelist for astrology because I don't know that much about it but I definitely know that when I met with you and we had our first virtual date (laughs) (laughs) our first virtual zoom date it was like oh this is a soul sister oh this is someone who really really knows their stuff and really really open to also being better at your craft and, and, you know, being the best business person, being the best leader that you can be. That's what I definitely get about you is that you really want to help people and you want to be a leader that inspires and transforms. And I just believe we need more people like that. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm not sure who, who this podcast is about all of a sudden, <laughs> but thank you. The Leo in me loves that little bit of feedback. So grateful for you sharing that. Um, more importantly, I would love for my listeners to know where they can find out about you and what it is you're doing and your tour, which is coming out of Victoria when you can next year. <laughs> I'm personally excited to see what's going on there and I'll be there in a heartbeat. Um, because I love a little bit of creativity and love sinking into learning more about myself when you can be experiential as well as intellectual, combining the two. And of course, bringing the spiritual component in and the conscious element, if you like, into it as well. Where can people find out more about you specifically? Where's the best place for them to start? Well, the best place for them to start is probably my website. So Claire Elizabeth D, so DEA.com. And that has all of my offerings. But I would absolutely love to connect with you on Facebook. Like, so feel free to friend me on Facebook and just send me a message saying that you heard about uh well you you, we we met (laughs) via this podcast. And uh, I also have an Instagram. Uh, I was late to the game with Instagram. So I've only just joined recently. Uh, So uh, I'm not as 
I don't I don't post as much content on Instagram, but I am there and I am hoping to post more. Uh, but yeah, my offerings range from money yoga. So I I have a personal finance tracker that I help uh, entrepreneurs with, and uh, I run these uh, women's retreats to help them create an inspired uh, business plan and help with their public speaking. And uh, yeah, my biggest, biggest passion is my one woman show. And uh, I'm hoping to be touring that from February 2021 in Sydney and then traveling all the way around Australia. And so I'd absolutely love to meet you at that show. I mean, you, Josephine, but also all of your audience, please like come come and say hello. Uh, it is such a laugh. It's also very deep and meaningful. And uh, you'll get to meet my characters, Crystal Indigo Light and Ruby Red. And yeah, just come and have a really fun night out that's also really transformational. I have so many people meet, you know, the loves of their life or their latest uh, business uh, connection at my events because they do have that immersive uh, feel about them. So Amazing. I just love to meet you. I want to get a hug, like being in lockdown. <laughs> All I want is a damn hug. She wants so, a hug. Yeah, come and give me a hug at my show. That would, and be, I, that would be the best thing. Beautiful. And I, I have um, Claire's got so many raving fans that love her work and I'm looking forward to seeing you live and I'm really grateful for you joining me today in conversation. It's been such a hoot and there's, look, we've only touched the surface of your beautiful chart. We'll have to <laughs> come it's... back in a year's time and do another episode. Um, but yeah, so many extraordinary signatures coming together. So thank you so much for your time. Have the most amazing rest of the day and listeners thanks for tuning in and get in touch with claire you will not regret it thank you so much if you would like to know more about me visit josephinecorcoran.com i work with individuals and organizations supporting and creating sustainable change in careers and workplaces you can also follow me on facebook just go to at Josephine Corcoran Holistic Career Coach and like the page and also my Instagram account at josephine.corcoran. Love to connect with you there. Thanks for listening and I look forward to you joining me for more leadership wisdom here on Astrology for Leaders.